Hi, Jody here. Before we start the show, I want to let you guys know about our Patreon page. We offer four different tiers. $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, and $10 a month. At the $1 a month level, you get the show in its entirety, plus the little extra stuff we do after our tagline, commercial-free every week. At the $3 level, you get everything at the $1 level, plus Sean's OK, OK, So commercial-free every week. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $3 and $1 levels, plus you get the Patreon-only section of the show on video. So if you're wondering what David and Sean look like, this is your opportunity, or me for that matter. And at the $10 a month level, you get everything at five, three, and one, plus the entire show on video. So... If you decide to sign up, we really, really appreciate it. Those of you that are current Patreon uh, subscribers, we appreciate you every, every day. And now on with the show. Oh, there we go. Now it's right. I just had to smoosh them together. See, I'm trying to do it. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety here. Uh, More than I'm comfortable with. I know. I'm sorry. Um, you know, and if you notice, I'm a little red, weird, patchy. You see that? I don't have my glasses. Um, I'll take your word for it. Well, I am because I had to do that cancer thing again. Remember, I had to do it a few months ago. I did it twice last year. Um, you actually just seem cherubic. Oh, ain't you sweet? Yes. And we got a new camera for you. See, that's a new one. Say hi, everybody. Because people were like, "How do people watch this?" I wasn't even able to on tell Patreon. my mom to watch this. Got it on Patreon. This is pay, paid only. So you go through Patreon. Yes, Patreon. Get your subscription. And yes. That's how you watch it. The not, five dollars. Right. Podcast store. Right. Now, the $5 people get the tail end after the end of the show. They get the video. And then mm-hmm. the $10 people get all of this, all of this Michigas. And if they pay more, do they have to not? They, do they, they get can the, just not they get, get, the get it. No, they get it for us? a buck. They don't okay, have to see it. us at all. <laughs> they don't have to see us at all every week. Hi, David. Wait, wait let's. Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shockett. There's your cute People mug. People can see you making faces. You know that, right? Yes, I know it because okay, my camera is right behind you. Oh, God. See, see, so I know these things. I'm surrounded. You are surrounded by cameras and, and, and I don't do cutaways. It's just a two shot of us the whole time because I'm already running that and this and that. And that wasn't working with this earlier. It was, it was a big, it's very tight. Well, the editors are on strike. You didn't bring a professional cinematographer. Everybody's going on strike. Are the actors uh, going on strike? They are voting today. And the, like when the writers voted, they voted in like, April and they didn't. Or they voted in like February or something, and they didn't go out on strike. Are until they planning on getting together and leveraging their collective creative power I think so. to collectively bargain exponentially? I think the, the Directors Guild is on its way too. I think it's going to be a huge because the 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 issue that that is at stake is streaming. I thought it was AI and AI for writers. It's AI and, st- and I've been streaming. Until the streaming issue will get figured out, the money stuff will get figured out. The AI stuff is going to take months, which is also money. No, I get it. And, and uh, I'm wondering who has got a higher pain tolerance. They're losing more money, but they have a higher pain tolerance. I just don't know what the calculus is on who can hold out the longest. Well, I mean, um, uh, the unfortunate, the, the, okay. So Sean Penn, the other day, I heard him say this. He goes, they should call it the um, Bankers Guild of America, talking about the Producers Guild. Sure. The Producers Guild is in full support of the Writers Guild. 
just okay. to let you know, because the producers guild are the people that that the AMPTP. Well, a lot of hire. People, a lot of these people are cross pollinated. They're producers, they're writers, they're actors. You know, they yeah, have, they are. And guild. so, so when Sean Penn came out and said that the producers guild should be no, that guild has nothing to do with it. Netflix. What is MPTPA? Whatever that. That's that, those are your distributors of content. Basically, it's NBC, ABC. It's all the, the people. Platforms. Those are the people that hire producers. Sure. And production entities, some of them are in basically um, ABC Productions is part of ABC. So fine. Like but Shonda Rhimes makes a ton more money as a producer than as a writer, but she wouldn't be where she is if she wasn't a great writer. Right. And I'm, I believe she's in the Producers Guild. Of and course. so luckily, um, Sean Penn realized the error of his ways because literally yesterday was the Producers Guild got together and said, hey, do you guys want to go down? It was a whole email that went out to the entire uh, group of us and said, we are going to be protesting, you know, picketing with the writers guild on Monday between noon and two, uh, Pacific. And that was at Radford Warner brothers. And I think at Paramount here, that's a lot of pressure. And if the actors, and there's a lot more actors and there's a lot more out of work actors who have time on their hands, uh, you know, that would be great. That'd be great well, everybody's out of work right now. They talk about what's does... great for me, but that'd be great for me. Well, I mean, um, everybody's out of work right now that does scripted anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact of the matter is the way television, not so much streaming, but it's somewhat similar because people have children and that's why television has always been on a school schedule is mm -hmm. because people have children and the kids get out for summer. So they get their summers off, you know, kids and then go back to summer work. Summer reruns. And yeah, right. That's when you used to get summer reruns. And so basically what happens is, especially for network television, they, they're done shooting. So all of your network TV stuff is getting wrapped up. And all those scripts up. have been created. And those, they're done. They've, they've shot them. They're in the can. They're done for this past season. Okay. Okay. So for next season, they usually start back at work in late June, early July. But you can't go into production on scripted stuff unless the writer's there because you need rewrites on set. Exactly. Well, no. I mean, even before you start shooting, you're getting no, together six, seven weeks ahead of time. No, but I'm saying even if you have your scripts done, oh, yeah. you can't shoot without with writers. Right. Well, that's writers. that's another thing. They're trying, Directors Guild wants to be able to correct writers on set without a writer being on sure. set. So that's a no. That's a no. Um, but Did you ever see AI? Yes. It's a movie with Steven Spielberg directed. Mm -hmm. He also wrote it. That's mm -hmm. that's exhibit A as to why directors, should, you know, well, and, and specific directors shouldn't write. Well, but regardless, um, uh, so Not basically, to take nothing away about of his brilliance as a director. He's a wonderful director. Um, but the thing is, is basically you start back into production in July, and when I say production, that's pre-production. That's not shooting. That's not. It's just you're okay. So this season, this is what we're going to start to get together and do, and then you write maybe five or six weeks worth of show. Say it's a twenty. 20 week, uh, okay. 20 uh, episode season, like your Grey's Anatomies and et cetera, et cetera. So you write maybe five or six weeks worth of stuff. You're working on those. They start shooting week one or week six or whatever week they start shooting at the first because it's weird when you shoot not in front of an audience. Um, and so they start shooting and then they get, okay, we have six weeks in the can. We're still working on week four. Da, da, da. And then they have to start <clears throat> writing new episodes sure. because they're 16 weeks in. Uh, they have to write 16 more weeks of shows. And so they start in, say, late July, early August. They start shooting in – or I'm sorry. They start in, like, June writing. They start shooting in July, August to start a September premiere. So if there is no writers next month, there is no scripted television sure. starting until maybe the spring. 
because it's a couple of months. I mean, a friend of uh, Stephanie Miller's nephew actually is on the new Shonda Rhimes thing about a president, a gay, the first gay president, amongst other things. It's also a murder mystery. <clears throat> and I mean, it's, it's a cast of thousands. It's an amazing cast and, and everything. And, and Stephanie's nephew plays the president. Brought to you by Cecil B. DeMille, but the cast of thousands. It's cast of thousands. And, and Stephanie's um, nephew, Paul, plays the president. So they did a big table read last month. But I know Paul, or is he a relative unknown? You've seen him in things. You would recognize What's him. What's his last name? Oh, God. What is his last name? I'm thinking of somebody else's last name. I just watched him on um, the name? last week's Blacklist. He was on last week's What's Blacklist. What's the name of the show? Uh, it's a new show. Uh, it's it's brand new. It's a new Shonda Rhimes show. What's the name of it? I don't remember. Okay. It's late for, he's late 40s, though. Yeah. And he's the first gay president. Um, and there's a murder that happens in the White House. That we know of. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so basically, they did a table read like in April. Before the writer strike, they're done. They can't shoot. All these actors have been hired. They've, they're locked in, so they can't kind of work just yet because ABC Productions has hired them. Because Shonda Rhimes, in conjunction with ABC, works. That's how she gets her funding. So when when they say it's the producers, it's not really the producers. It's the people that fund it. Sure. Okay. Because in television, an executive producer isn't well, funding. A producer, in many ways, is a paid. Is an employee as well. Absolutely. They have a credit. They get a paycheck. They 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 get. Compensated they're, for their work. They're responsible for making this thing go. And if it goes well, you don't notice their job. Mm-hmm. If the, it goes poorly, you notice that they don't know how to do their job. That's the best way I can describe what a producer does. You don't notice it if it's do, if they're doing their job. It just things work. Well, I feel that way about writing, too. Well, I like mean, afterwards, you can think about it. But if you're thinking about the script, if you're thinking about the dialogue, you're thinking about it, it's like, okay... Even if it's super clever, it's okay. Maybe that's too clever if I'm actually thinking about, wow, what a clever thing that was that I came up with. But, I mean, you can tell bad writing. You can, a good actor can make bad writing good. It can. They can turn... You know what? I've noticed, it's funny you say that because I think you can, you, can make a, you can make a good... You can make a bad movie out of a good script. You can't make a good movie out of a bad script. But I, sometimes I watch... You'll watch Friends. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Friends fan in the world, but I appreciate, you know, there was 10 years. I don't think I've ever seen a bad episode. And not to pick one actor out, but I'll pick out Matthew Perry. And, you know, as a writer, I watch and I, I see the dialogue sometimes more than I hear dialogue. And I'll hear him say something or do something. And this happens with all the characters in that show. I'm like, that wasn't funny on paper. Like, he made that funny. And if you have the right timing and you have the right je ne sais quoi, hate to use that kind of foofy well, no, term. no, but it's true. But, you know, they it's more so in comedy than in drama. But... uh to be able to bring something to life oh, like absolutely. that, but it's 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 amazing what they can do. No, I mean, I, I went to a, a a table read, and there were two actors that are very good actors, and it the script was, and um, you know, I I was reading along, I was reading along with them, and I did a couple of things, and this one actor was she was supposed to play the lead. Oh, she was terrible. And luckily they hired somebody else who was, I mean, it was still not the best writing in the world, but this actor knew how to make it. And the other two actors who were famous, I mean, just listening to them do the table read, I'm like, how are they doing this? I'm buying it. You know, well, you know, everything, whether, you know, the way I express myself, it's my volume, it's my body language, it's the meaning of the words coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're able to accentuate and you're communicating and you're performing things other than just the words. So you bring yes. other things to the fore. Well, I mean, and I've seen like, because I worked in industrials forever. Sure. And that's like, it makes soap opera writing look like Shakespeare. Sure. And because um, there's a lot of exposition, because it's a training. It's all exposition. And it's a training video. Sure. So you have to get all this information out to X, Y, Z, who you're trying to impart this information so that they do their jobs the right way. 
So it's really, really bad writing. Just I understand. bad writing. And, I know, I know bad and writing having, having worked in that, you could tell who were good actors and who were bad actors because it's like the bad actors were really bad at this. And like one, one the thing that we were doing, um, it was at a front desk of a hotel. And this, the, the setup was the front desk person is there and this woman comes and she's in, a, she's in crutches on a cast. And the line was, you've got a, quite a boot on you've got there, right? Now, that's just dumb dialogue. You wouldn't say that. Hey, how'd you break your leg? Would have been how I would have written that. You got a quite a boot on, and the guy sold it. And I'm like, how do you sell something that awful? I mean, it was just bad. But you know, and then we have to do this, and, and it was just like amazing. And in two languages, these people. Had you to see, do you know, who's, who's generally very good at that is commercial actors. They're very. You good. see them bring stuff. It's like, wow, how they make that work. You well, know. Stephanie Courtney or Courtney Steph- Stephanie Courtney is yeah, the, she, the progress. She's, progress. Slow. she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, that, but, that entire campaign is fantastic. Well, and and also soap opera actors. There are good ones and there are bad ones, and you can tell. Well, I would say you know a lot of them are not great, but I mean you have to realize there's only a limited number of jobs for actors. And they say, oh, I don't want to work on a soap. It's like really, really, you don't it's have a nine living. to five job where you make six figures where you get to work in the field which we are specifically and you're being trained on a daily basis, specifically too. trained and get home to see your family every night when ninety eight percent of the people in your guild in your union do not work do right. not make enough money to get insurance right but yeah you want to turn that down okay no i mean in some of i mean the Marcia Mason. Is, yeah, the, i mean obviously whether it's brad pitt whether it's meg ryan whether it's robin wright a lot of people have had substantial amounts of work on soap operas and have lifted from it but a lot of people there is a stigma with soap operas and a lot of people don't, too bad. don't want to get stuck and it's too bad i mean there's there, a bunch have literally came out of all my children um and and some of the best and no, so some fantastic actors have come out of soaps. It's like, you know, you don't know that you're going to be the next, you know, Brad Pitt or the next, you know, Meg Ryan or whoever it is. It's like you're a nobody. You might not be in a position to say, and maybe your work hasn't elevated to the place yet where you right. are going to be the next great global right. superstar. No, you're absolutely right. Um, work is work. Work is work. Exactly, kids. Get they're it. They're different about it in New York than in L.A. I've talked back in the old days. I talked to actors in New York. It's like, hey, man, even if you're doing extra work and you, like people look down on extra work in L.A. In New York, it's like people don't look down on that. It's like you're out. You're working. You're meeting people. You're networking. Extra work is great money. Yeah, but people don't look down. On, and like in New York, people are like, yeah, it's totally cool. You don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? Oh, I know people who make a great living doing coaches, background work. coaches tell, tell students, it's like, you're great. You're going to work all the time. Don't do extra work. It's good money. It's like two hundred bucks a day. You're gonna get. You're gonna get known as an extra by casting directors. No. I've, I've I've heard that nah. before. That you just no nah, no. Nah. I disagree. I know. I disagree um, too. Work is work. Work is work is work. So um. Hey, I got two words for you. What? President DeSantis. You make me sick. I know. Is that uh, that's really quite something? Yeah, he just announced kids uh, that he's right, going to announce that he's going. No, he announced officially just now. Okay, got it. Um, with Elon. Naturally. Uh, what? Where was this live? Was this on Twitter or something? On Twitter. It was on the Twitters. Um, so you could see both their faces. And what did what did Musk have to say? Because that's, that's a frightening thing having a guy with the loudest, ugliest amplifier in the world amplifying DeSantis's message. I wonder how Trump's going to. Trump's got to now attack DeSantis and Musk. I don't know if he can attack Musk effectively. Trump can can attack a lot of people. How does he attack Musk if he feels like Musk is on his enemy? I, I don't know. Um, uh, he's gonna. Well, he's gonna have to. Um, and Tim Scott will never be president, but announced yesterday. Apparently, he's got a boatload of money. He has a boatload of money, um, but that's so cute. They they put their own black candidate up. And I was listening. Who's going to sign the most restrictive abortion bill he possibly can if he gets elected? Well, and that's the other thing. Like Donald Trump 
taking credit for overturning Roe. That's an ad, Democrats. Hi, want to get people out that normally wouldn't vote for a Democrat? <clears throat> no, we should start fashioning our abortion protection legislation so it will be ready to be on the ballot by 2024, and we should have it on every state. Like what they did, uh, what was it, years ago with the, with, the, with the gay rights thing, when gay rights wasn't popular, and they put it on the ballot in tons of states, and they won a lot because they got right. extra turnout in certain communities. Well, yeah, and, and well, I mean, the... the um, Prop 8, remember when that... Failed. Fa no, Prop 8 passed, but then oh. there was the, the oh, lawsuit. Was, uh, uh, that's right, because Utah was pumping all that money in there to get it. What was, what was Proposition 8? I forgot what it was. It I was to it was... overturn same-sex marriage in California. And it won or it lost? It won because of the wording of it. Oh, that's right. You that's had funny. to vote yes... Yes on it. And a ton to, of money from Utah and the Mormon church came in right. to California from right. that. Exactly. And so... Was that 2008? Right around there. You know why I remember that? It was because obviously... Yes, it was during the, yeah, it was during the Obama I election. I remember that yeah. because they say they were, that was helped by Obama being on the ballot because Obama obviously increased African-American turnout. And for whatever reason, homophobia is higher in that community. And they feel like that... And it only won by like a point or two. Yeah. They feel like the boost of African-American votes that went to vote for Obama also voted against that. Also, the way it was worded, if you didn't know voting no meant you could uphold same-sex marriage sure. in this state... It was worded that, in such a, a way that it, it was like a yes made sense. Obfuscating stuff is their stock control. Yeah, it was very well written in the sense that if you wanted it to pass. I vote yes, this should be overturned. But the, the da, da, law da, da, that approves this. Right. It's like, wait, it was, what? Yeah, it was like a double negative so kind of thing. Two squared right. X times minus? Right, exactly. It was very much that. And, and how fast do you get to Las Vegas on that you train? Order when you're of wearing operations, red. parentheses, right. exponents, exactly. multiplication exactly. before you can figure out how to Equals vote. Equals MC, whatever. MC so DeSantis. Hammer. So DeSantis has announced, I don't have the announcement in front of me, um, but he has announced, he officially announced this, I guess before I got home from Stephanie's. Um, so he's officially running. Um, Donald um, congratulated Tim Scott because he knows Tim Scott is never going to get the nomination. Well, I think Tim Scott might be also angling for V. For VP, yeah. That's exactly what it is because there's no way that that man will... <clears throat> He's not going to win the nomination. His The Republicans are too racist to nominate him. They can't get enough people out to, yes, vote for Tim Scott. He knows that. I mean, he's, he's angling right now, obviously. So is, you know, Christy Nome. So is uh, Carrie Lake, who I think was just finally, a nail finally got put in her. 87 uh, lawsuits she lost. Well, there's always 88. Maybe there's not. She's a, I think bigger, she lost she's a bigger loser than Donald when it comes to lawsuits. Yeah, quantity, not quality. He's a big Donald Trump is a quality loser. He lost the presidency. She just lost the, the gubernatorial race. Oh, no, she. I thought she was still. Oh, the, I thought she was the governor because you know she said, "Well, I can't run for the presidency or the vice president while I'm a sitting governor." Well, you're not. So did she? Bad. Those words actually came out of her mouth. Yeah. That's bizarre. Or her world. people said something like that. It was Got just it. like really. You know, good. I mean, for all these people, let's just go. Let's just redounds to money. It's like this is a professional money generating racket. Yeah. We sent out emails, donate now to stop these liberals, stop this woke agenda, $5, push down to $5, right. and then you push and it like it has it set up at 25 and so then you can reselect your number and you have to uncheck it to not, you know, re, uh, every month, to have it be every month. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Believe me, she's, I, I would, if she's made less than 15 or $20 million off this scam, I would be shocked. Speaking of, yeah, no, it's Because these are brain. fanatics and what do fanatics do? They right. do fanatical things. Exactly. I'll give her $100. Yeah, because they're, well. Um, okay, so 
speaking of uh, DeSantis in Florida, there's two things I want to discuss regarding that. <clears throat> a Miami-Dade um, kindergarten through eighth grade school <laughs> just barred <laughs> four uh, titles because of one parent's complaint and one poem <clears throat> was the poem that our poet laureate read at the presidential inauguration. Oh, Amanda. Amanda's G hers, G G Gorman. Gorman. Um, the the poem that she read at the president's inauguration, which is history. I don't. You know, they talk about you know parents' rights, and I think parent a parent has every right not to let their kid do it. No. It, well, number one, yes, they talk about you know their school. You have you have you have no right to go into a school and tell your teacher what they should be teaching your kids. You have every right to move your child to a school where you like the curriculum or pull them out of that class. It's like you don't, it's like, you know, Can't I don't tell my kid what to do. If my kid is learning this here. Okay. That's fine. If I don't like them, I'll move them here. But you know, if my kid gets cancer, I don't want my, I don't want a parent telling the doctor what kind of treatment. If you want to take them to an Eastern medicine, you want to take them to another hospital, that's fine. But you know, I'm not trusting a parent as to what kind of chemotherapy regimen my, my kid should be on. I'm going to trust somebody with a medical degree. Like I'm not trusting my parent who does this who doesn't have a degree, an advanced degree in education, to tell you how my child should be educated. Well, and and the, it's absurd that they're, they're pandering like this. Apparently, it was one parent. One person, not even a couple. Like, where, where is this... I, I just don't understand this level of cravenness that, that an entire school board or, 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 or a principal or a, or a superintendent is just going to cave because one parent can... Like, where is, the, where is the pressure that one parent can apply that would cause this much of a... Um, Here's what... Okay, the parent apparently is a, a, domino a mother. In March, uh, Daily... Well, she's either mother or father. Her name is Daily Salinas. I thought Daily Salinas was the name of a paper, but no. In March, Daily Salinas, a parent of two students at Bob Graham Education Center in Miami Lakes, she challenged these. Popular the, Democratic governor, by the way. The, the ABC... And uh, Jacksonville, congratulations. You just got a Democratic uh, mayor. Um, the ABCs of black history, Cuban kids, countries in the news, Cuba, the poem, The Hills We Climb by Amanda Gorman, and love to Langston for what she says included references of critical race theory. It didn't. None of them do. None in of these people understand what critical race theory no, they is. They don't. Indirect hate messages, gender ideology and indoctrination, according to records obtained by the Florida Freedom to Read Project. In an interview, she said on Monday, um, she is not for eliminating or censoring any books. Instead, she wants materials to be appropriate and for students to know the truth about Cuba. She said in Espanol. Um, uh, the School Materials Review Committee composed of three teachers, a library media specialist, and a guidance counselor, and the school's principal determined one book, Countries in the News Cuba, was a balanced and age-appropriate in, it, in its wording and presentation and would remain available for all the students. The four others were deemed better suited or more appropriate for middle school students. Well, it goes to eighth grade. I think that's middle school, isn't it? Uh, it used to be sixth, then there was junior high. They, they started kind of compressing high schools now. They make them ninth grade. And when I grew up, all the high schools were 10 through 12. Middle school was 7, 8, 9, and then elementary but school But this is a K through 8. Well, they started pushing elementary schools to, to be middle schools and then making high school 9 through 12. I just, um, the ABCs of black history were written for children five and up, so I think that's age appropriate. Let me ask you a random question mm -hmm. regarding Florida and their ridiculous draconian, the, the quote unquote don't say gay bill, I don't know the real name of it. Do you know the name of it? I don't care. Like the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare? No, I don't. Uh, it's, it's K through three that you can't talk about sex or gender identity. They've raised it. 
They're trying to? Yeah. No, they haven't raised it. They're going to. But my point is, okay, we were talking about an eight-year-old. Like, I hadn't heard the word homosexual until I think I was 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. This is back in the 70s, obviously, because I'm older. Yeah, but that was in the 70s. But my point is, what is an an age that's appropriate to talk about human sexuality and gender identity? Is is eight too young? No. Is six too young? No. Is three too young? Depends on when the kid starts asking, and it's usually around six. But I mean, if you have to- And you have to do it in appropriate language. If you have to legislate a policy- for an entire school system, you know, what is the appropriate age where a teacher can talk about they're uh, married to their wife or they're married to their husband? That's a thing. That's that's a thing where it should not it shouldn't matter at that's all. That's what they're talking and about. And then you know what? You can go home and you can ask your parents and they can sit you down and explain it to you. But the idea that if you're a married person, like I can understand, like, you know, not getting into deep, queer, gender fluid no. issue, trans cis this. Trust me, they don't want to teach high schoolers that. They don't teach high school students sex education. So it's not, they're not teaching them anything, unfortunately. Um, uh, with regard to that, most child psychologists, it's when the kids start asking, birds and the bees, how do, where do babies come from? It's five, six, seven years old. By the way. But then you do it in age-appropriate language. I'm making a double pivot here. Oh, God. I'm pivoting from Ron DeSantis. Uh-huh. Because I was thinking, what is his egress point here? And I think a lot of these guys are hoping that Trump, you know, goes to prison. Well, collapses, you know, even, even, uh, either Barr or who was the guy with the mustache? Ty Ty Cobb said he's going to jail for the document thing. But, uh, the attorney in the Alvin Bragg case said March 24th, Mm -hmm. 2024. Mm -hmm. We start. No delays. Right. Be here. Yeah. All parties. Said so today. That's right in the middle. Of, and Trump made evidently some scowling face. He didn't say anything. But yeah, that's 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 a rough... That means you're in trial during the heat of your primary. Mm-hmm. Still not within 60 days of the election. Oh, absolutely. No, he, well, that's not a... He, that, this isn't a federal court anyway. True. Alvin Bragg doesn't care about a no, federal election. No, And by that time, Jack Smith, Jack Smith is now looking at international financing. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Gosh, we're just all, all over, the, over place. the place. You're like non sequitur. I, I didn't even look at your notes. I know. I, well, I didn't even write that down. I forgot to write that down, Jack. Um, uh, so wait, hold on. Uh, we'll be right back after this. I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> and, and we're back. So, okay, let's stay on Florida for a minute. Um, so Florida just signed into law the trans bathroom law where you cannot go into a bathroom designated other than what you were born, what your birth Assigned certificate bo- said. Got it. Uh, what you were signed at birth, whether your birth certificate says that or not now, because a lot of people, once they transition, they get their birth certificate changed. You can do that. Okay. Um, How do you, that's locker rooms too? Everywhere. How do you feel about a trans girl in a girl's locker room who still has a penis? I don't care. I'm not asking you if you can care. I'm asking you how would you feel about a 13 or 14 or 15 year old girl in a locker room undressed in front of somebody with a penis? Most likely she's not going to undress in front of the other girls. Most likely. Okay, most likely. What, what, how would you feel about that if that happened? It wouldn't bother me. You wouldn't, you, and it wouldn't bother your kid? The, the, my trans daughter? No, 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 no. If you have a cisgendered straight daughter that's I in would, a locker room. It would be explained person- by that point and they probably already know it. Okay, if you say so. They probably already know it. 
most likely those girls know that, that I mean, about that we're girl. at a point in our society where we need to start making accommodations for everyone. There's no reason that we can't have unisex bathrooms in every, I mean, we have handicapped bathrooms. Why can't we can't have unisex bathrooms that anybody can use? I agree. Like, why is this such an issue? I don't care. And, you know, obviously, as far as the bathroom thing goes, the number of grown men who are dressing up as, a, as women as a scheme to go in and listen to girls it's, tinkle is non-existent. Well, and the other, it's a set of zero. Well, and the other thing, the difference between a woman's restroom or a girl's restroom and a boy's or a men's room is we don't have urinals. We are all stalls. So you're not seeing anything by anybody unless the door is open. And I don't know any girl that leaves a stall to a bathroom open. Unless she's giggling and talking to something. No. It just doesn't happen. You guys happen. have the luxury of allowing, of allowing to luxuriate and relax while you pee. I mean, I've used a men's room before. We have to stand upright. I've used a men's balance. room before because of, of a line down the hall. And, uh, yes. you know, it's We're like. quick. We're in and out. I'm very quick. Um, but, but you I, used a stall. You didn't turn I around used and a use a stall. urinal. <laughs> I didn't sit on a urinal. I used a stall. Um, and my question is, because there are a lot of uh, bodybuilders that are trans men. There are tons. There's some MMA fighters that are trans men. There are okay. a lot of people. But who that, are they fighting against? They're fighting against men. I believe so. In their, okay, in their weight class, um, and I mean, there are a lot of. There's a trans friend of mine who's a dude, uh, Chaz Bono. Sure. So now are they supposed to in Florida go into the ladies' room? And how many women are going to be okay with that? No, Chaz. Unfortunate name. I'm not down with Chaz. Well, that's short for chastity. Because everybody used to call Chaz Chaz anyway. It's just easier. But regardless, Chaz Bono or my friend Michael Cohen or the MM, there's a couple of weightlifters and, and uh, Chris Lavoie, has a, his barber is, is a trans man. Are they supposed to walk into the ladies' room? Do you think that's going to go over well? It's not going to go over great. No, it's not. I mean, you know, it's 2023. We need to start making a call. And, and is Caitlyn Jenner, who is like the weirdest human being on the planet, is she going to now have to use the men's room? She might have been weirder before her transition. I think she was always weird. But the fact of the matter is, is Caitlyn Jenner. Now, the trans women that are going to have to use men's rooms are in danger by men. The trans women uh-huh. need that, to use men's That were room. born yes. male. I don't, think they're in, I don't think anybody goes into a bathroom to, with it, the idea of committing a hate crime. No, but a lot of men are uncomfortable with trans women, especially if they're attractive. And women, uh, uh, Danny Bonaduce, you remember he got popped. He had picked up a lady of the evening and she was. I don't think she was a lady of the evening. I, I think you might be confusing her with Hugh Grant. No, 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 But I know no. that he no, punched Danny a Bonad- trans person. It was, and I believe he had picked her up for sex reasons. Also, who did it, it was a uh, offer. What's the name of the guy who, the, ch- the slap shop guy. They get the famous infomercial guy do the slap shop and the, and, and the, the one with the rags that, that, that clean everything up. Vince Offer is his name. Uh-huh. And he was the uh, very famous infomercial, the, the high energy guy. OxyClean guy? Yeah. He's dead. No, 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 no. You're thinking of, uh, okay. no, he, he's thin, I don't short remember. hair. Was he ShamWow guy? Sham, yes, okay. the ShamWow right. guy. Okay, no, you are. <laughs> he he uh, evidently met a girl at a bar who wasn't a girl. I think this was in Miami and ended up. See, those people are at risk if they have to use a men's room, even though they... You might, you, I think you might be correct. They are very much at risk versus the, the trans men Although who are walking into ladies' this rooms. this kind of toxic male insecurity, not, you know, not masculinity, and uh, homophobia is not going to dis- dissipate as quickly as we can build more bathrooms, which well, gets us get rid of the problem. No, I, I agree with you. But the fact of the matter is, DeSantis et al. 
haven't thought this through. They're like, they're worried about He's women. Not, I've told you, we had this conversation two weeks ago. He doesn't care about thinking it through. He cares about what's going to help me in the next six months in this primary. He's salting the earth behind him because it's going to be impossible for Republicans to win because if you're talking about that issue, if you're talking about um, a six-week abortion ban, if you're talking about open, concealed, unleg- right, unlicensed firearm carry, 75% of the state aren't for those things. And in order to unwind them, they're going to not just have to, to vote for Democratic governors. They're going to have to vote for Democratic House reps, Democratic state senators, all those sorts of things, because they want out of this mess. Most people... I have to get this, actually. They've called twice. Oh, no. And it's okay. kind of an important thing. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm sorry. All right, that's fine. Oh, we couldn't just pause like it was a commercial? No, we can't. I have to start over. Well, I have to hit record. I can't just pause. See, that's only a stop button. Got it. But it's we're not, not like at the beginning. Button. We don't have to. You no, don't, no, no, you don't no, have to no, 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 no. I don't have to introduce people you. No, we're enough, still going. Are tired enough of me as it no, is. No, we're still going. It's just. Yes, but I guess the point was he so screwed things up for future generations of Republicans trying to yeah. run in what was traditionally a swing state. I mean, you know, the last. Two well, or three years, I think. I think. Yeah. I think's an anomaly, but in terms of how people vote, it's it's in the fifty three forty seven margin. It's it's a swing. It's swing state numbers, and now, but he doesn't care. This guy and Casey, there was she was in the news for something recently, apparently with ma- some sort of massive spending. She had some sort of homeless or you know, Who? Reli- Casey DeSantis. Oh yeah, she was trending like two days ago for oh, some yeah, sort yeah. of scandal, and apparently they like she's a puppet master of some sorts behind him. I thought she was like a Stepford wife. Apparently, yeah. it's like maybe the opposite. And there's this huge fund. They're they're spending millions of dollars on luxury travel, all this sort of stuff that is coming from some fund. Oh, it's coming from uh, uh, Lev Parnas. What about that's what I was thinking? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But there was a charity fund that she was in control that, and apparently the money's not accounted for, like fifteen million dollars. Well, and also, uh, oh, uh, Kirsten Cinema's in trouble for money that she's using that she's supposed to be using for her staff that she's using on her own. And then, and so there's some Arizona Democrats trying to get her out. She couldn't just you know tread water for another year and a year, get out of the Senate, and go live like a billionaire for the rest of her life for all the. All the dirty work she's done for cor- corporations and billionaires, and, You'd think. and keeping the court carried interest loophole, which is worth you know fifteen, twenty, thirty billion dollars a year. You'd think one would think. Um, uh, I see these people; they, they don't. They, every screw isn't screwed in tight. If you're going to have this level of depravity that's and shamelessness, those are unloose screws in you as a human being, just as as a, as a, a sentient cognitive who should be reasonably aware, reasonably empathetic person. So maybe you have to think of one or two screws are loose, maybe five, six, seven, eight screws are loose, because you're thinking, how could you screw this up, Kristen Cinema? You've already done everything you needed to do. Mm-hmm. You've done the dirty work for these horrible people. All you need to do is coast out the rest of your term, let Ruben Gay go beat you in a primary, or whatever, because well, I think he's running as independent, and just fade off into the sunset. How, how did you screw this up? Because she's she it's first big money that she's ever made, and she wants to hold on to it, I guess. I don't know. But DeSantis um, uh, had money donated by Lev Parnas. Parnas, whatever his name is. Um, I haven't so heard that's, that name. Lev and Igor. Yes. Um, and uh, to get access to Donald and others. Sure. And there are literally, Parnas has text messages back and forth between them. No, he needs to have been cooperating for quite some time. We haven't heard his name for a while. Those guys are probably spilling everything. Oh, I hope and so. And Rudy's such an idiot. They probably, they probably recorded voice messages from him. He's going to end up in jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, you know, my retina just reading that lawsuit. Plus, hi, $2 million for pardons that he was going to split with Donald? Allegedly. Well, uh, I mean, there these, may these, be these information so, that she's guys, got. These guys are so greedy. They said they don't have tapes, but they have corroborating information. They have documents. And it's funny because I think some of her testimony as to his behavior 
manages to sync up perfectly with his behavior in the Borat movie. I wish they had baited him a little more in the movie. I think that... You know, that, like, I'm only 17, but I hope you don't mind kind I, of stuff. I, I think that um, What's-His-Face was concerned about her safety, and that's why they walked in. Um, I wish they let it go another 30 seconds. I do, too, <laughs> because we would have seen something we never could, would they, have they, wanted they, to they, see. They were, they were literally outside the door. They could have gotten in there in five seconds if they wanted to. I think he was concerned for her safety. Okay. I, I really do. I think that it was like... You know, I mean, it's that was the right thing to do production-wise and directing-wise. It was or ethically, right yes, morally, rather. It was the right yes. thing to do, even though she was an adult, but she was playing a child. Sure. Um, but no, they, they, that was the right thing to do because God only knows what he could have done to Who her. Who goes into a bedroom like that and just lays back on the bed Nobody. and is just in your pants unless you're hoping that the girl is going to join you on the bed? Exactly. Exactly. Um, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. Did, did not leave you hanging. That wasn't a rhetorical question. That the answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani. So, yes, we can get on to Jack Smith, our friend, our pal. So he is... Um, War, he's putting in work. Lots of work. So I'm assuming that Mer- Merrick Garland, who's not putting in any work, is just allowing... Well, Jack is... He's a proxy. Well, yeah, no, he's, he put Jack there for good reason. And I guarantee... I'm, I'm going to give you my 99.5% David Chalkett guarantee... That whatever recommendation, charging recommendations he makes, oh, uh, Garland, Garland will is, do. Going, is going to follow. Absolutely, there is no doubt in my mind. Now, if he's already into the foreign money, he's deep. He's deep. The problem with going deep is, you know, it takes time to run that route. But it's not a quick hit over the middle like a, you know, like a swing pass. But okay, so Evan Corcoran, the lawyer for Donald, yep, who they pierced the privilege because of crime fraud. That's right. He already he had to testify. And there's 50 pages of notes that he took with regard to the documents. Why are you always taking notes? I remember he said to his first White House uh, counsel, I can't remember who the guy's name is, he goes, you know, the guy with the longer hair? Mm -hmm. He goes, that's, I'm a lawyer. That's 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 all we we do. do. We always do is take notes. And apparently, Mr. Corcoran, not only were his notes meticulous on what was said, but- they're kind of revered. They're kind of gospel in terms of evidence. Absolutely. Because those are are at the moment. contemporaneous notes. People, nobody's going back and changing them. It's like- It's handwritten. If you have contemporaneous notes as a lawyer, they take that almost as gospel. Well, and not only did he write down what was said or what was discussed, which is what you do before you write out something sure. with, with somebody else. But he also wrote Donald's expressions, how he was reacting to how, what he was telling him mm-hmm. with regard to the documents and, and probably other things that we don't know about. And Donald is pissed off. But sorry, honey, when um, somebody is probably <laughs> helping you with criming, you have no privilege. It's just It's called the crime fraud exception. Thank you very much. We've learned so much about all of these things in the past few months that it's kind your, of... Your interactions with your lawyer are not privileged if they are involved in discussing or committing or conspiring to commit a criminal act. Right. You can talk about past crimes with your lawyer all you want. And that cannot be because discussed with any... Because that's a past. They're essentially counseling you. Right. On, on how to defend yourself. Legally. And... Um, but if you are helping your client continue in a criminal enterprise, those conversations don't count. Or if he's count. even approaching you. Right. Those don't count. Those are not privileged information. Um, and then one of his other lawyers- God, can you imagine being a criminal and having your lawyer give 50 pages of notes of your conversations and out. 10 or 12 hours of testimony? I don't know how long it was. It was a long time. It was a long time. No, he doesn't want to go to jail. He does not want to go to prison. Um, and, and then we've got his other lawyer who quit last week, Par whatever his last name is, Par- Parlatore. Just, did, just didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, and basically it's because he was part of the letter that said, hey, we turned everything over in Florida 
because to, Donald Trump told them that. Because and then Donald said on CNN. No, never mind. Is Christina Bob? She's, I think she's co- cooperating. Wasn't she the one who actually signed the thing that, to the best of my knowledge, nice, right. nice qualifier there. Um, and, the, and she had them Trump. rewrite a, another thing. Epstein had to rewrite it twice for her so, so that her, she, she would if she's be cooperating, she's told them, yes, he told me for a fact all documents had been returned when obviously he knew they hadn't. And Parlatori- the movement of them. Right. And Parlatori's um, defense was, no, every staffers packed it up. He had no idea what was in the boxes. And then Donald on the CNN town hall said, no, I knew where they were, that they were there. I can do what I mine. want. I can it. do what I want. Well, there's also bada an, bing, a, apparently boom. footage of him directing after the subpoena mm-hmm. where he wants Which is moved. with Nada. Which is with Mr. Nada, who is not a good witness. Um, as I Allison saw Gill. what you did. I heard what That's you did That's Allison there. Gill. Um, we'll give her that credit. She doesn't deserve any credit for that. That was cute. That's terrible. It's adorable. Nope. Um, Bad uh, writing. She's not in the guild. <laughs> she's not. You know, she's she's stabbing, clearly. She's a very, very smart lady, though. Um, uh, so... We have, okay, so last night, a gentleman from Missouri, I want to say, he's 19 Some years old. Some people say Missouri. Whatever, <clears throat> depends. He's 19 years old, uh, crashed into barriers near the White House at Lafayette what Park. They, what did they find a in that U-Haul. van? What they, they found find a, in the U-Haul? They found a Nazi flag for sure. Um, That's where mine, I've been looking for mine. I Clearly, know. it's been lifted. Well, obviously, he was moving, and that was in there. Um, he made threatening statements about the White House at the scene. So he's been arrested for he wants he wanted to take over the government and he wanted to kill the president. He's 19 years old, which is just his well, name. He's, he's got to wait till he's 35. <laughs> Clearly, well, he has to wait till he's 25 he according to some people to vote. Um, the charges include threatening to kill, kidnap, inflict harm on a president, vice president, or family member. Um, Great. Then you get Kamala. He was in the White House when the truck crashed outside. So he was home, which makes sense because he was meeting with um, McCarthy, who we'll talk about later. Um, luckily, nobody was injured. I, I watched tape, uh, f- cell phone footage of it. He went, he rammed it and then backed up and rammed it again. And people on the Twitter, which is the cesspool of the internet again, um, basically, oh, it's a false flag. It didn't happen. Well, no, it did. Well, they planted the fla- the Nazi flag. No, they didn't. The level of disinformation that we think it, it has been a blizzard the last five years. Oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to seem like a drizzle mm-hmm. over the next five years. Yeah, yeah. Go I'm, to I'm, 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 I'm dreading about what we're about to start seeing and hearing. Oh, God, yeah. And let alone with AI. And it's, well, that, that's what I'm talking about. I mean. It, it's going it's going to be indistinguishable. Yeah, I want to say somebody. Uh, from real life. Yeah. Is this real life? And that's why we need to put watermarks like we We're do all going to be David from Dentist. Well, like with a with $100 bill, you can look in a light and you can see the banding so you know that it's real or the type of paper and certain things like I was passed a bad $5 bill. I didn't know it. I went to pay for God, something. God, who makes the effort to counterfeit a five? That's why counterfeits are 20s and 100s because it's a lot of effort that goes into it. You're going to make ones and fives? Or you just figure people don't Easier check? Easier. They don't check. And so I was at Vaughn's with Lonnie. It was about a a couple of years ago. And so I went to pay and I pulled the five out of my wallet and she could feel it. She's like, this isn't a real bill. I'm yeah. like, it's not. She goes, no. And I said, here, I, I'm walking away from that. I, you know, somebody passed it to me. She goes, yeah, keep it. And so they turned it in, obviously. No, if you're a bartender or you work in retail, like not anymore, cause it's 90% credit cards. But back in the olden days, 
you, the second a bill hit your hand, you know if it was real or not. It was a difference between, you know, it's a paper cloth and silk. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. I mean, you can, there's, you know, you pens. You just snap it once. And you yeah, know. you know. And she, she she could tell by how, she goes, look. And I went, oh my God, you're, once I looked at it, I realized she was correct. But it was like, yeah. Um, but we do that with money. We know how to make counterfeit money be look counterfeit and be counterfeit versus the real thing. We know how to make the I'm real thing look real. I'm surprised that nation, certain nation states haven't done that in bulk. What do you mean? Like, you know, it, it's difficult for a regular person to counterfeit money. Yes. But if let's say you're the president of Iran, which is a fairly wealthy, sophisticated country, regardless of whatever you think about their politics, they're on the verge of, of being able to create a nuclear weapon. Obviously, if they wanted to, to uh, replicate American currency, I'm sure that they have the technology to do that. And why haven't other, you know, bad actors with the resources just, you know, they probably have, and we don't know about it. It's well, like I diamonds. mean, there's it's the type scheme. of paper, I mean, you know, you got those pens that you can use, like with special. No, they get the right paper. They get every. they get everything That's you need. That's hard to get. But my point is, if you're a major nation state, you have the resources to get that kind of paper, to get that kind of ink, to put the strip in. I mean, you know, you're a country. You can do that. You make your own currency. Well, but you make your own currency under different, re- trust me, the treasury is very, protective of that for good reason. I'm sure. Um, I mean, the plates But there are a lot of samples out there. There are, but still, I mean, the sample of paper, it's... If you can make a nuclear weapon and you can, you, you know, you can, um, what is it called? To enrich, if you can enrich uranium up to 95%, the amount you need to, <laughs> to enrich it, which is an incredibly complicated procedure. True. To uh, weaponize it. Yeah. You can make American money. Well, yes. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I hope not, because that would be bad. Um, Unless uh, it's so destabilizing to the international. But a lot of people are, they're chaos agents as well. You know sure, what I mean? there are. And I wouldn't say a nation state would do that. I would say individuals would be more likely to do that than a state. Because nation states know better. We didn't get to talk about Elon. We will. That's what Patreon's for. Thank you for listening to From the Bunker. Shout out to the Miami Heat. And the Nuggets. They beat LeBron. Yeah, but what, they, they, they were expected to win. The Miami Heat were an eighth seed with a play-in. And they're, they have the Celtics, who I thought were going to be unbeatable this series. I'm from Miami, so I care. Uh, down 3 nothing. It's kind of a big deal what's happening with Miami right now. All right. It's yeah. one of the greatest Cinderella runs in the Stories. history of basketball. And if you need help, get it. There is no shame in it. And we'll talk at you guys next Unless week. Unless you have Jimmy Butler on your team. <laughs>